You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And since it's Tuesday, it can only mean one thing. We welcome back on the program the one and the only Andrew Dembina. Andrew, it's good to speak to you today. How are you? Top of the morning to you. Ah, very... We haven't had one of those for a while. <laughs> no. How, how's it going, Governor? How are you doing, Governor? Okay, I won't even specify which accent yeah. I'm doing. I'm terrible with accents. Um, that was all right. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I, I know that you mentioned that you alluded to it before. It's a blue sky day, and that always, you know, some of those nice kind of clouds that turn moody in the evening, inky, inky sunsets. It's uh, it's very nice to not have rain every day for a, for a moment. I won't <laughs> jinx it. You have right. You have right. Now, um, yeah. Andrew, you sent a, a, a lot of photos over for the program. Right. Um, and right I've on. uploaded them on the Facebook page, uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So I'd love for our listeners to pop over there to, to just check out uh, what exactly the, the reason for, for all those pictures. And maybe you can talk us through some, some of them. I will. Now, um, talking of the pictures that, uh, that Noreen mentioned, the first picture... Listeners, if you're going to have a look at uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 Facebook, is of what looks like a bumblebee um, with, a, with a floral decoration on it and a straw sticking out of it. Uh, and that is a very unusual cocktail glass. Um, you wouldn't necessarily guess that. When you saw it, it could have been anything. could have been a vase, couldn't it, Noreen? It's, yeah, uh, I, I definitely didn't put it as a cocktail glass. That's interesting. Right, well... The reason it's there is that um, a few days ago, I came across in a U.S. food magazine an interesting story about one city in the U.S. where restaurants are, and bars are losing a lot of interesting pieces of tableware, artwork off the walls even, by audacious thieves. And because we mentioned a very audacious act last time we spoke two weeks ago when we did... Uh, uh, an interview because the weekend between was a was a recorded feature, but we spoke about this couple who in Europe had stolen millions worth of euros of uh, worth of of very collectible auction quality wine, and so I just thought um, I would have a look around for stories that were about people stealing things in restaurants because it's a really interesting topic I think customers that walk in. And, 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 uh, and get away with walking off with something. Uh, it, it, same, same goes for hotels, but we're, we're talking about food and drink, so I'll stick with that. But I, I found an article that was, that was very recent, just last week, where customers have been stealing a lot from Washington, D.C., the, the, the very place where, you know, the, the town where the El Presidente lives. It's surprising that with all the security around there, that, that people are, are feeling, um, you know, sort of okay with disappearing with stuff. So it's, it's, it's everything from the small things like uh, salt cellars and mugs or cups or whatever to collectible things. And, the, and the, so the picture that I showed you from this story was that crystal uh, bumblebee, which was something that is worth quite a lot uh, from a Michelin-starred, restaurant in Washington, which is uh, called Bresca, and they serve a popular bee's knees cocktail, <laughs> which has which has really high-end, uh, locally produced farmer's market type of honey in it, and people will order one of those, and then they'll, and then they'll disappear with it. Now, I've got to say that it reminds me of a story with a, with a now-closed 
bar and restaurant that was uh, a tiki bar, which is like a Pacific Island themed bar, for those who haven't heard of that, um, where often this kind of tiki bar, which is invented in in US and or you can find them in Hawaii, they have specially made porcelain or ceramic mugs and they put their cocktails in that. So you can't see through them. It's not like glass. It's kind of opaque that you can't see through. And this one bar, which became really popular a few years ago around the Lan Kwai Fong area, that's closed, as I said, now already. But they made a, an addition of three different beautiful ceramic colourful mugs. It was about, I think they closed um, during uh, 2019 or 20. But when they opened, and they were only open since 2017, they launched with house cocktails in these amazing mugs. And I went there a few times in the couple of years that they were open. And uh, speaking to the bar manager, he said those had almost all disappeared. So it happens on our, on our own uh, fair soil that but sometimes people will get a bit carried away. Now, I think this happens a lot more when there's, um, not, not saying it's an excuse at all, but when people have had a few drinks, they may, you know, lose their, they may lose their morality in that glass, Noreen, or, or ceramic cup. So uh, I think that's, that's kind of why bars do suffer from it a bit more. But the, um, I'm going to mention a few of these audacious things that have been taken. The Eaton Hotel in D.C., which is, again, a high-end place, um, has had three out of five collectible, artist-made, frog-shaped water jugs that have gone missing uh, three out of five since 2018. So uh, that's five years, but they've lost. And these cost uh, uh, around 300 US dollars each. Wow. It, it, it's not, yeah, I mean, that's it's not like 2,400 Hong yeah, Kong dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not cheap by any means. And it, it is quite expensive, but you don't expect people to walk off with it, whatever, whatever the value. But of course, when you're placing high end things on the table, I suppose there's mm. more of a risk that people after a few beverages yeah, may it think, doesn't, oh. Yeah, it doesn't justify it. It ain't right, no. stealing. No, I, no, I no, mean, no. putting, uh, like, saying, I mean, uh, you know, saying, oh, I'm a bit tipsy. But it's just terrible. But then it, right. it just it just goes to show, like, oh, do you want to use such expensive sort of um, exactly. tableware yeah. Um, yeah. at a bar where, you know, you can break it easily and it looks like people yeah. are, are nicking it yeah. now? Well, and also, also, I mean, I was just thinking as we were speaking about this, hadn't dawned on me while I was kind of preparing these notes, but probably the establishments are insured for a certain amount of this kind of stuff. However, if you're putting it, imagine the insurance company when they're receiving something for, oh, another, <laughs> another one, <laughs> frog-shaped water jug from this place. <laughs> so, um, one, one of the uh, bars that were interviewed in this story uh, in Eater magazine, uh, a Washington bar at the, uh, it's called Whitlow's DC, that's the name of the bar. Um, its owner said that uh, he received a package back and it's not the first time when he says, whenever I see a package um, that, I, that I'm not expecting with an unknown name on it, I do think that it might be the return of some of the stuff that we've lost. And the Whitlow's DC bar has a lot of antique um, or vintage, at the very least, type of items which are not that cheap. So um, he had several antique bowling pins or, you know, the, uh, uh, that, were, that were lined up on a shelf of the bar as decoration. They were antique over 100 years old that were mailed back in one package by a guilt-ridden thief that wrote a letter of apology. And the, uh, the same bar a decade before 
had a, uh, a poster-sized photograph of President Franklin D. Roosevelt that was stolen from the bar. Imagine how someone even get away with taking this out of the place, you know, it's a po- poster size. And, uh, and that was sent back as well with an anonymous note of apology. And the owner um, says that uh, uh, he was quoted as saying, I guess they grew up and matured and realised that they did a wrong thing when they were younger. And it's nice when people do the right thing now, however long it takes. So... That's, um, there, 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 were, there were plenty more of these, and I'll skim through them. I looked through various reports from Bloomberg News Agency. Um, they, they, they said in an article in 2017 that since time immemorial, silverware has found a way of walking out of dining rooms. But the golden age of modern restaurants from the early 2000s is when chefs became celebrities and dining out became theatre. And so restaurants became more and more well-designed and thieves became more tempted and more cunning in getting uh, audacious things out of a restaurant. There is one top restaurant that I've mentioned before. You may not remember because it was a while ago since I talked about the world best restaurants. We normally focus on Asia the last few years. But 11 Madison Park has topped the 50 best restaurants of the world rather than of one region for um, a number of years from around 2017 to early 2020s till recently. And they had a, a thief that took two dozen framed vintage photographs valued at uh, $1,500 US dollars, um, which is not I suppose that much for two dozen, but still, it was done while, the, while during operational hours in the dining room wall that disappeared one night. Two dozen, 24 framed vintage photographs. That's, I mean, to me, that's just, uh, especially these days, because that's fairly recent. And uh, I don't know if restaurants are allowed to run CCTV cameras during dining periods maybe that whether that's an invasion of privacy or whether they're just on uh when the restaurant closes but it just is baffling they didn't get these back these were not sent back and it's just uh yeah just another amazing thing we thought it was um quite amazing the story a couple of weeks ago where the couple uh while one of them ordered room service the other one snuck in and took a few suitcases of wine bottles out of an empty restaurant but while a restaurant is in operation it's again another level isn't it next level stuff it is indeed so that was the first that was the first thing i wanted to talk about today it was just to carry on a little bit from a couple of weeks ago about things that disappear i'll just i'll just give a a, a last footnote to this that um i've never asked about this but i once did a story for a uh, a hong kong based asian distributed magazine which i don't think is around anymore called the asian hotel and catering times where i interviewed people in hotels around Asia. It was so hard to get answers on this. So it wasn't the longest story in the world. But um, about what guests had taken out of hotels. A lot of hotels that I spoke to, and it might be the same with restaurants, don't want to admit that because they may have a, a connected, embarrassing point when they suspect that it's a customer that's like a repeat customer or someone <laughs> they thought was a loyal customer of a hotel or a restaurant where where they actually know who did it. What would you take from a hotel room, though? It's just like... Well, okay. The one one person uh, from a very top Hong Kong hotel, when I wrote this story just over 15 years ago, told me that they had to diplomatically find a way to stop someone who was, at that time, 
15 plus years ago was taking away a flat screen TV from their room. <laughs> what? And that was that, that's a that's a five star hotel on Hong Kong Island. And wow. so, so that, but, now but, that's so, a so, mission. How? I mean, you just pack it in your suitcase and go. But well, that's yeah, just he weird. put it. He put it. He put. He put it. So I don't know whether his intention, whether he, he wasn't checking out. He was just walking out of the hotel with it. So it's got who he was going to give it to or what he was going to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> but they, but but they, uh, but they said it was a really difficult one to defuse. And uh, but, but it's uh, anyway. Moving on to the next thing. Um, uh, there, also on Noreen's Facebook page, there are some interesting. I've managed to get a bit of. It's not quite arching around meat. Um, Tuesday today, but some interesting images, artful images on people's body parts of food tattoos. <laughs> and the reason that these are on there is that I came across a story from a uh, uh, another uh, publication on food called Taste magazine, uh, which is also based in the UK, that noted that food tattoos are becoming more popular than ever in the US. Now, I think that this has been the case with chefs internationally, or these days, uh, bar managers uh, as well, you see, with um, almost sleeve-like tattoos. And a lot of them do have motifs or part of a, uh, an elaborate weaving together of different images can, also, can often be people who work in this industry connected to what they work in, if they have a real passion about it, that is. Yeah. Because they, yeah, I guess when someone's getting something inked on, on their arm or elsewhere, it's something that they probably want to uh, keep for a little while. Uh, you so, some of these ones that you sent over are just, I mean, yeah. th th there are some tomatoes, um, some yeah. of these inked t tomatoes on, I, I presume, their, f their, their arm. And then another person yeah. has um, made a tattoo of dumplings, uh, like, yeah. you know, gaudi. Um, yeah, and like, like, yeah, like a fried dumpling. Well, it could be like a pot stick, a fried dumpling. Exactly. Yeah. And another mm. one is... Um, it looks a bit like a like some wine and and cheese board uh, <laughs> with, with some cherries and, and a pot <laughs> of flour. Nice yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the one that you've just described is a really it made me smile because it's almost like a, <laughs> a still life where you have a few like a painting where you have a a few things on a table that that is a classic type of painting. Uh, but but it's done in a very simple way. Line it's a kind of line drawing with just black lines and a little bit of red and orange and the uh yeah that's right and there was um i think there was there was one more yeah you mentioned the the monochromes cherry tomatoes and there was another one which had a uh, a jelly um which is a, br a bright luminous yeah. green jelly and a cake and, next, and yeah next to, uh, next three, to a cake one two yeah. three, four tier um, cake or three indeed so yeah. let's go into this a little bit um i think it's uh, we all observed uh, in the last 20 years, let's say, in Hong Kong, those of us who have lived there, and even more so outside of Hong Kong, that for adults up to the age of 40 or so, it seems to be the absolute norm for people to be showing their tattoos um, uh, with, um, with Asia getting into the trend in more recent years, a bit more. But for the, you know, and, and this is for people, it's, it's for the thinking person or people, previously it might be people who were more, either there'd be criminal elements attached to it decades ago or people who were less educated. But now, I mean, you know, you go to any, any sort of uh, social gathering where there are people of, um, from different classes um, and they can all be 
full of full of full of tattoos and for a thinking person the type of things that they will get inked on their body is something that is a personal pattern like a self-expression like, yeah 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 or something meaningful to them or that they or that they think will uh, will kind of represent an element of them right mm. and so if the people are into food that are all drink then they will put relevant images on there. I did send you a lot of photos there, Noreen, <laughs> but um, there were even more of cocktails and whiskey bottles with a tumbler with ice beautifully done. Wow. There were chefs that work in maybe some of these head to t- uh, or nose-to-tail restaurants that had dissections of a cow or a pig with dotted lines, you know, like a butchery sort of how-to butcher type of thing from, you know, from something 100 years ago or something that looked a bit vintage. So many, and chefs have them a lot. There are chefs in, uh, in, in restaurants in Hong Kong that, um, and it's normally, I've got to say, it is normally the middle to high-end chefs who uh, have been working either around the world or have been here for a while who will, I've seen chefs in Hong Kong in, say, Western grills, Western-style grill rooms that are a bit high-priced, who will have something related to their job. They might have, you know, a steak on a plate or something, because this is, this is kind of what they live for. So it's a, <laughs> it's a stamp of approval on the arm uh, or somewhere else. And um, it, it, it made me wonder, Noreen, I thought I'd pose this question to you. I, I was going to do, I, I gonna ask food. you first, because oh, okay. I know you don't have any tattoos. Well, uh, well, to my knowledge, I think we had this conversation before. Yeah, we have talked yeah, about this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have any tattoos either. Okay. So if you were to get a food-related uh, item, what would it Because yeah. I thought about it already. I've got my answer. Yeah. You've got yours for you? Yeah, I got mine for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me well, to go first, okay. or have you got one already as well? Uh, Go on, no, you go first, please, because I do have a few things I wanted to mention. Oh, go on, a you, few. What's yours? Oh, okay. Um, I think egg tarts. I really like. I think it's kind of uh, like brightly coloured. It looks yeah. recognisable. It's a good conversation mm. starter. It's like a childhood favourite. I think if I really, really had to, I mean, I'm mm. not going to get a piece of steak. But with all due respect, I think you know that there's mm. a there's a play up. Some people might might like it, but I think something like. An egg tart might be more recognisable than something um, like a piece of chocolate cake. Yes. Right, and that, and that, that would be a Hong Kong dan tart kind uh, of... Yes, uh, Hong yeah. Kong dan tart, yes. Right, not, uh, not, not a Portuguese one with a kind of... Uh, <laughs> like a burnt, uh, holes in the... Top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not that one. And I thought about like a, you know, the egg waffle, the bubble one. Uh, ga- oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, exactly. But I don't know, mm. it, it could be done poorly. It could end up looking like, I don't know, um, like well, honeycomb or something. Actually, you know, just I love could that look... idea. That's yeah. a, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's interesting because depending on how it's done, you're right. But, but you know, professional tattooists, you'd have to see what their work's like and then have the confidence to, the to go for it but but, but yeah. it could be that could be really interesting because it's also yeah i mean it looks almost like as you say a honeycomb so it could be at first glance takes a little time to work out then again a lot of people apart from actually people who have been in hong kong for quite a few years wouldn't it wouldn't always know the dan tart so well but it's uh so yeah that's an interesting that's a couple of interesting ideas there. I included, and I'm not sure... I did have a quick look at your Facebook before, but I didn't go through all of your pictures. I'm not sure if you included. The, 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 I wanted to discuss... Oh, yes, you did. Right. Well, you know what is my, uh, one of my favourite dishes, top dish, as I would call it, from the RTHK <laughs> canteen. And, yes. and, and also, uh, I, it's my go-to if I'm eating alone in a Cha Cham Teng. I will go for a Yu Hern Kedi fan, 
which is uh, the uh, eggplant with minced pork and a bit of uh, salty fish and usually a little bit of chilli in there. And the picture that I sent you, Noreen, is uh, one of the nicest-looking pictures because sometimes I, I actually had this dish a few a few days ago uh, on the outlying island where I live, and it was delicious. But it looks nothing like as colourful <laughs> as the one that I've sent you. That's that you a put good on picture Facebook. of it. Yes. Yeah, I mean that that is a so very you'll good get that nice. you'll get that tattooed. Well, this is my this is what something I wanted to just say. This, if I wanted to put a meaningful dish and a fun dish, yes, this is what I would put. But would it look a bit a bit of a mess? That's the question. <laughs> Well, that's what life is about, a beautiful mess, as long as it's a delicious one. So, Andrew, thank you so much for your sharing uh, this week, and I look forward to uh, more chats with you next week. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Noreen. Bye for now.